So um, we've got Edward Chamberlain Bell coming up, as I mentioned. He, if you haven't met him, you are very fortunate. He'll be able to make you the most interesting Joe Burger in the world because of his sheer insight. And today uh, we'll be starting off, we're, we're focusing on a lot of different aspects. And I, I saw that he, um, maybe it's my own um, ignorance, but I saw that he's also into traveling. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we do have Edward Chamberlain Bell. Edward, thank you so much for joining us in this peculiar hour once again. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me after I've had coffee. <laughs> and it's actually always my pleasure to be here because mm. I find and. I don't want to sound like I'm having a pity party, but we're all in the same boat. We have to work at Hoppers One in the morning mm. and we're in a privileged position where we get to be on radio. And yet there are so many people who are doing more essential jobs in terms of JMPD, the police, the mm. fire forces, nurses, doctors. Mm. So a shout out to everybody who is working tonight as well. So, um, as you, I did tell you, he is very charming. And uh, he's, of course, aware of audiences. And one of those audiences he's quite astute at managing is merging the online and offline conversations. Before we, we, we begin our, our, our discussion, uh, Edward, for those people who don't know you, can you give us a, a brief background about your work and how you've been able to really give credence to the whole influencer idea of influencer and brands you know brands are like yeah influencers what are these influencers and how do you bring your business online and those who think ah, it doesn't really affect it because everyone seems to think that you know what digital 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 can you give us a better idea of the world you work in and how those converge for myself and i know there are lots of words that people like to call themselves my favorite is media personality Anybody with an Instagram account is certainly a media personality. And I look at other people that call themselves social media influencers, influencers, whatever, whatever, whatever. My full-time job is, and how's this for a title? I'm a digital marketing executive. But I like to boil everything down and say, basically, we create content. And it doesn't matter if it's the written word, the spoken word, if it's the visual mediums in terms of using still photography or using video. We are telling a story and creating a content narrative that engages with people so for me it's just content and uh, so this whole idea of um okay let me just get into it i will get into the other aspects and my curiosity about uh, the sector itself and the listeners of course um please do call in edward has an incredible uh way of merging um, ordinary people with all due respect uh, with um, influencers and uh, influential people in these different areas so you can listen in um, he does have giveaways he's got a website as well which continuously works to create these communities and look after them not just exploit them <laughs> so Edward let's get into it. Um, we're starting with dining and I see you have Aurelia's and Fairlawn's high tea I'm a big fan of um, intimate engagements. Joburg can have a hustle and bustle, which you just need to have intimate conversations. And um, um, I have Joburg people in general, they hate the whole idea of being misunderstood and misinterpreted because essentially a lot of people who work in Joburg aren't from here. So just to give us a better idea of places like Aurelia's and Fairlawn's High Tea, I'm th I've, all, I've got my own perceptions about it, but maybe you'll give us a better idea of what, of the happenings there. I'll give you mine if you give me yours. <laughs> Last weekend, or the week before, sorry, we ended up going to two high teas. One was at Aurelia's, which is Emperor's 
Palace's signature restaurant. And then the other one was the five-star luxury boutique hotel Fairlawns, which is just around the corner in Elmer Street in Santon. And what I love about a high tea, and exactly what you sort of touched on now, Johannesburg, Johannesburgers don't always like the hustle and the bustle and the clubbing and the loudness, but there's enough noise around us. And mm. I think there's nothing more continental, for want of a better word, <laughs> to actually sit down and take tea. And the great thing about a high tea as well is it sort of fills that niche. It's almost like an afternoon brunch. Mm. It fills that niche between being lunch and supper. But instead of having big, heavy meals, you have lots of little delicate savories and sweets that you can nibble on and obviously have it with tea. So it's quite a leisurely experience. And I find it quite interesting that we were invited to two high teas. Empress is obviously down in the east and then Fairlawns is up here in Santon. And what I really enjoyed about both of them, I must say what Aurelius does really well, they do it buffet style. So instead of being served by waiters, you can go and help yourself to your heart's content. Excellent value for money. I think it averaged about 400 rand a person. Mm. We had already been out. We already eaten anyway. So we just popped in as a media visit. Mm. But you would have been spoiled for choice for everything from your charcuterie, your cold meats and cheeses and breads, through to... I thought it was just cupcakes and biscuits and tea. Well, that's what I always think. That's what I always think. Do you think high tea, you think scones and... Ridiculous hats? Yeah, scones, like a Mad Hatter's tea party. Mm. But a lot of savouries, and especially for men, this is what I found interesting. My husband and myself were the only men at Aurelia's high tea. Mm. There were lots of ladies having, I'm assuming, engagement parties or Mm. anniversary parties, judging by the way they were dressed and the gifts that they were bringing. Mm -hmm. But they had a lot of substantial man-friendly fare in terms of Mm. kebabs, Wow. Southern fried chicken, which was really quite wicked. What? And <laughs> fish and chips. Everything is in a smaller portion than a meal. But like I said, you can have as, help yourself to as much as what you want and you can go as many times as what you want. Mm, sounds like Aurelia's winning for me so far. Aurelia's is a win-win-win Mm. destination. So in in that aspect, I know that you mentioned that it was a specific demographic and type of people there, but I like to think of myself as eclectic. So do you think there's an opportunity for someone to, a male person to surprise whoever might have some preconditions about what a high tea is about? Do you think maybe you could be uh, innovative and say, hey, let's try high tea and it's not exactly what you think it is, but it's a new experience. I think, and this is part of the reason why I mention it, is I would like to see a lot more men going. I think maybe high tea has a feminine quality mm-hmm. associated with it, whereas it, and please, you can have beer to high tea if you <laughs> wanted to. Wow. Not that I'm stereotyping that all men drink beer, yeah. but if a man wants to spoil his lady... Mm-hmm. Or even his daughter. Or even his daughter Mm. or his mother. Mm. Actually, often people ask me, what do I do with my mother? I don't want to take her out for lunch. I don't want to take her out for supper. It's too late. It's too old. What do we do? And mothers, I think, love high teas. Unless Mm. your mother's a pub Mm. crawler, take take (laughs) her pubbing or clubbing. But high tea, I think, is just perfect. And the nice thing is... Obviously, it's during the afternoon, so mm-hmm. it doesn't cut into your evening. So go out, have a leisurely high tea mm-hmm. during the afternoon. And then if you want to go out to the boys or mm-hmm. go out with your friends clubbing and doing whatever in the evening, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't know. As I get older, my 
prerequisite in terms of going to an event is what time does it end? Me too. Because I want to be home, I want to be in bed, not necessarily sleeping, but mm. I want to be at home. Yeah. So high tea, definitely. I must just touch on one quick thing mm-hmm. with the Fairlawn's high tea. It was a little bit more refined, if that is the right word to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not dissing yes. Emperor's Palace because Emperor's Palace oh. is almost kind of commercialized, of but it's very sophisticated. It's by the pool. I'd even recommend take your cozy and steal a sew in the pool. Pretend mm. you're a guest. So what would the fundamental difference be? Because there seems to be, a, I, I guess you're getting there. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. I'm also trying to sort of work my thoughts. The Aurelia's high tea is very much a crowd pleaser. All the fare is very accessible. Whereas that I found the high tea at Fairlawns slightly more elevated, slightly more gourmet orientated. Some of the salads that they had, they had this divine salad with rocket and figs and a balsamic reduction. A couple of the other dishes that they had, they had Hawaiian prawns with pineapple. And then also they had the most divine Tart. It was a puff pastry. I, I don't know what it is about me and figs all of a sudden. Mm. Probably because figs are in season. I just realized that now. Mm-hmm. But they had the most divine tart, savory tart, topped with goat's cheese and again with figs. I mean, I had an overindulgence of mm. figs at the Fairlawns high tea. Mm. They have their, and I'm speaking on a correction because mm. if anybody wants to go, they have their high teas. Monthly. I'm not certain it's weekly. And if people follow us on Josie Style, we do actually have a giveaway where we're going to be giving away a high tea for two people at Fair Lawns at the end of March. And we did do a giveaway two weeks ago where we took two 702 listeners with us to the Aurelia's High Tea. And I must admit, they're very well looked after. I think we should have um, some type of maybe... I would have loved to see what what happened with that experience. Maybe next time we can... uh, Maybe have some footage and videos of how it happened and what the responses were. But of course, um, a big concern and what is converging is health awareness. And um, of course, we, you always hear from health instructors, you are what you eat. Yes. And you what really matters is like, it's 80% diet. Some people contentiously say that um, I can eat whatever I like as long as I put in the work at the end. But of course, we know that people have different body structures. But before we pontificate on that, can you give us a better idea of um, the health trend and how health trend and how it's moving towards um, um, commercializing healthy eating without compromising the pocket? Because there was a stage where gluten free was everywhere. We just paid for this gluten free and all these type of things. But um, you possibly be able to give us a, a better idea of those uh, kind of uh, availabilities in, in Johannesburg? One of my favorite restaurants to go to if you're looking for healthy eating, and that is definitely Jackson's Real Food Market. It is along the Riverside area between Morningside and Bryanston. And what I love about them is, okay, don't misquote me, but as far as I recall, Everything is seasonal. Um, they can actually tell you exactly where everything comes from. They're I'm just like going to do a quick run through. Most of their products are lower in gluten and sugar, not necessarily gluten free or sugar free, but lower. And I think that is a start. Mm. Their beef is 100% grass fed. Their lamb is certified. Karoo comes from the Karoo. Wow. All their chicken is free range. Their pork is hormone and antibiotic free, as well as being. Outdoor rares, which mm. makes it free range. Mm-hmm. Um, and also most of their products are organically grown. 
And also, I, don't, I know I mentioned this previously, but I think this is very important, is looking at seasonality and availability. Mm. Because very often when you buy food that is out of season, it's covered in refrigeration or yeah, storage, which yeah, means yeah. that it's lost a lot of its nutritional mm. value. And what I like about Jackson's is their food, in comparison to a lot of restaurants, actually, I'm not going to say it like that. I was mm-hmm. going to say it's not overpriced. Mm. In comparison to a lot of other restaurants, their prices are on point. Mm. So I think if Jackson's real food market can produce really good quality, tasty, nutritious meal at a reasonable price point, Mm -hmm. all restaurants can do the same thing. And what I love about Jackson's as well, although the emphasis is on healthy eating, that's their DNA as a restaurant, Mm a big part of their menu is making food accessible and fun. So you don't feel like you're being deprived. You know, you go to a lot of health restaurants and you think, oh my word, <laughs> um, I know this is good for me, but it's really tearing my soul apart. Whereas at Jackson's, and they serve everything, like all day breakfasts. Mm. They've got wraps. They've got the most divine salads. They've even got pizza. They've got a couple of healthy meals. If you're looking for grilled lemon and herb chicken breast, that is divine. They've got grass-fed steak. They've even got Moroccan lamb chops with a quinoa salad. What an incredible balance. They've got this whole idea of appealing to your taste buds, but also to your health consciousness. It's quite an interesting balance. It's a win-win because I know nine times out of ten when you tell people, Mm. a lot of times when you tell people they've got to eat more healthily, they think diet and deprivation. Fried tofu. (laughs) Nobody enjoys tofu. I know I've sometimes recommended tofu at places, but nobody gets excited. Oh, yeah, there's tofu. But I find, and a lot of times people go to fast food restaurants, which I don't have a problem with. We all go to fast food restaurants. Mm -hmm. But I always say if you eat healthily, 80% of the time, you can afford to cheat 20% of the time. Mm -hmm. But also your body is, you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to put a lot of, pesticides, hormones, chemical ingredients into your body, you're looking at problems later down the line. Mm. And my big motivation when I do grocery shopping is I would rather put my money into my grocery basket than into my chemist. So instead of buying pharmaceuticals that you might need, you know, if you get sick or something Mm. along those lines, there's so much medicinal value in eating more healthily. And so I always encourage people eat healthily. And ironically enough, the last two years, not this previous year, but the previous, previous two years, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, (laughs) I was actually diagnosed with a nutritional deficiency. The first year it was potassium, the second year it was magnesium. And when I told people, they said, but that's impossible because you eat so well. You go to Mm. so many great restaurants Mm. and you do eat, you often think of nutritional deficiencies as being associated with the poor, Mm. people who can't afford good nutritious food. But I actually found going to so many restaurants, you get spoilt and indulged with luxuries and delicacies. And I know a couple of times I'd look at other foodie influencers and media that gravitate towards the oysters, the shrimps, the prawns, Mm. all the exotic delicacies. And I'd be fingering out little bits of parsley or rocket 
and people would sort of say, what did you think of the food? Mm. And I would just like make some snarky comment, well, at least I enjoyed the garnish. <laughs> and when I was diagnosed with a potassium deficiency, I'm not exaggerating, mm. something because mm. potassium is a micronutrient or macronutrient. And I'm trying to think where you, the only place I found it I'm, I can think of is bananas. That's where my um, my swimming coach used to tell me, you, you, I'm, I'm cramping. You didn't eat your bananas, but sorry, and magnesium, I think. You can get potassium in all your green vegetables. Bananas is an excellent source, but anything that is green is generally rich in potassium. But when you go to restaurants, this is why I always urge restaurants, please include appetizing vegetables vegetable options, not just vegetarian, but healthy. You know, you can take bok choy or you could take broccoli or asparagus and you can char grill it and you can make it really tasty mm. and delicious and healthy. But when I had symptoms for potassium deficiency, I was having heart palpitations. I had tremors. I thought maybe I was hitting the bottle too heavily and I thought calm down a bit because I, my hands would just start shaking. Yeah. And I hate to say that I was too scared to go see my doctor, but I was really too scared to go see my doctor. And one day I was driving to work and I was just so drained and mm. lethargic. Mm. And I thought, I don't even have the energy to drive to work. I did a U-turn, crawled straight into bed. I didn't even kick my shoes off. I mm. crawled straight into bed, fell asleep, saw my doctor. We did blood tests. And I honestly thought it was going to be a neurological disease mm. or heart disease or something like that. That's what I was about to ask, the correlation between, because a lot of people are, are, are and I'm not invalidating <clears throat> anyone who, who has uh, the condition, but a lot of people might have symptoms of anxiety which might be perpetuated by a bad diet. For example, a lot of people, when they experience anxiety, they have a tight chest. And you just said now heart palpitations are also part of that. So how important is it if you... The correlation between what you eat and also what you may assume are the symptoms of mental uh, um, uh, health challenges. Actually, mental health is a brilliant topic to touch on because your diet does affect your brain and your thought process. And a very, very quick example is vegetarians tend to eat a lot of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are rich in certain chemicals, feel-good chemicals and endorphins, just like rushes to your brain and you feel good. Whereas yet, if you're eating a high-protein diet, you might not be getting all those feel-good chemicals. But I find when I eat a high-protein diet, I'm super energized and I'm very focused. But you know that Almost like that lethargy that you get when you have a big bowl of pasta and you feel, Oof, I love the way you roll your eyes. <laughs> Sometimes a big bowl of pasta is better than sex. You just lie there and you think, oh, I feel so happy. Yeah. But now also you look at sugar. I mean, we all love chocolate, but you look at sugar. Sugar gives you a quick spike and then it drops and then you feel lethargic and you can also feel depressed. Mm. My biggest thing that I tell people, I'm not going to tell people, eliminate sugar because it is a challenge but I always encourage people reduce sugar. Let's talk about supplements. The I've seen children popping vitamins and all those kind of things from a young age which a lot of people talk about going organic they have pre-assumptions about popping pills but can you give us a better idea about supplements and whether or not we should take them? Are they a good idea? I think they are a brilliant idea and I have played around with taking all my supplements and I've also thought decided oh, it's just really expensive urine let's not take the supplements but I have actually found what I like about taking supplements and I always recommend three basics a good multivitamin mm. your omega oils and then also take a calcium supplement and that's important for men and women because that basically gives you 
a good foundation. But very often our food doesn't have the nutritional value that we're led to believe. And also we think we're eating healthily, but there can be gaps in our diet that we're not filling. So I don't recommend taking supplements as safety blanket mm -hmm. and then go and live unhealthily. Mm -hmm. But I always recommend taking a supplement as a stopgap to fill those blanks just in case you're not getting everything. Can we zero in on calcium specifically? Because a lot of, um, I don't know, nutritionists or maybe my own perceptions and what I've seen is that milk is not gen generally good for the digestive system or and it's not really good for adults. So then it makes me wonder, where do we get our calcium from if we're not supposed to? Because a lot of people's digestive systems they there's even some studies that go as far as saying that milk is actually not good for um, adults. So calcium in itself and uh, the source of calcium, um, only milk. Can, and can you give us an idea of what your dietary understanding is of milk and adults? For myself, I don't like milk. I personally just don't like the taste or the texture of it. Although I love cream and I love ice cream and cheese. So we're going still dairy products, but mm -hmm. not milk per se. Mm. But I do actually find what I like to do, uh, coming to calcium very quickly, mm -hmm. is I know good sources of calcium is actually a milk, yogurt, and cheese. Mm. But I do think you get healthier sources of calcium mm -hmm. from eating your green vegetables. You can pick up a lot of calcium from eating vegetable products as opposed to dairy products. Interesting. And I do look at... A lot of the fat that is associated with dairy and another concern of mine when it comes to dairy is the amount of hormones that are pumped into cows. So, yes, I do enjoy a little bit of dairy every now and again, but I don't think it should be a staple that we should be getting all of our mm. calcium from. And I just read and hear so much from people who are lactose intolerant or mm. they've got sinus and mucus problems. Mm. All of that can be eliminated if you just reduce your dairy intake. Mm. The one thing I will say, there are lots of, what is the right way to say this? Non-dairy dairy alternatives, like mm. your soy milk and your coconut milk and all those different products. Mm -hmm. Trust me, the best decision I ever made in my life was when I stopped being vegan mm -hmm. and I stopped using soy milk in my coffee because I never enjoyed my coffee <laughs> until I had proper, proper milk. Mm. But there again, I also find it's just, it's a gross factor. But with the hormones that they're pumping to cows, very often they develop abscesses, which is really just pus in their udders. Now you drain, you're literally milking those cows and then you, your stomach is turning, so is mine. But you're literally milking those cows, those abscesses burst and it goes into your milk. And that's all because of hormones that are pumping to cows. I would rather... And Woolworths has got a really great selection of hormones. <laughs> Please don't look at me. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, oh my gosh, all my I'm not making all this. All my cereals. I'm have, not making this. I've up. got milk and diluted cow adapas. <laughs> ah, exactly. <laughs> so there I actually think it is worthwhile to actually spend a little bit more money mm. buying good quality dairy and possibly eating less. And that is my approach to meat as well, is 
I'd rather spend a little bit more buying mm, good quality, my friend does actually free range meat, and organic yeah. meat, but then at the same time, eat less of it. We actually eat yes. way too much meat in South Agreed. Africa. Agreed. And um, talking about, I want to talk about one my favorite topic here, the Johannesburg Cab Classic. My goodness, I'm so excited about that, but I want to leave that maybe as an as, as a dessert. <laughs> Can, I'm very interested in this venture about the new hashtag. For me, I haven't seen it. Hashtag travel Josie style. Can you tell us more about that? Everything I do with Jersey style, Jersey style is obviously my blog, but if it's dying Jersey style, it's because we're going out to eat somewhere. Mm -hmm. If we travel Jersey style, it's a destination that I recommend that people go to. And with the Easter weekend just around... Not the corner, but towards the end of the month or next month. Hey, we need to plan here. <laughs> you need you need to plan. And I always like to recommend to people try and travel as close to home as possible. I know we always think we've got to go somewhere exotic, but if you live in Johannesburg, try travel in hmm. Johannesburg or in the area. It's better for the environment for a start. It's cheaper on your pocket. So you don't need to go to Cape Town or to mm. Durban. You can travel in 702 land, go to Michalisburg, go to Mulder's Drift, find a nice B&B. Love Mulder's Drift. <laughs> Love Mulder's Drift <laughs> as well. And if you had to extend that idea a little bit further, I mean, staying Tang as much as you can. But if you're traveling, instead of taking your money overseas, because it's not going to go very far... <laughs> Instead of taking your money overseas, keep your money in South Africa. Mm. And yes, it's great to travel internationally. We are going to Mozambique over the Easter weekend. So <laughs> listen, to, listen to what I say. Don't do what I do. <laughs> but I do like to encourage people, keep your money in the country. Spend it locally. And the tourism industry in South Africa is world class. Mm. So you're not just doing locals a favor. You're doing yourself the, a favor. It's one of the biggest contributors to our GDP. Yes. So um, t I'm getting into specific where in Jersey should we go? One of my favorite places is De Hook, just outside in Michalisburg. Mm. It's a five-star dining destination and travel destination. It does cost a little bit. It's about 5,000 rand a night. Mm -hmm. They do have specials, so it's worthwhile keeping an eye open for them. But what I love about De Hook is... It was the seminal moment when I became a foodie. One of my all-time favorite meals I had, I'll tell you about it now, was at De Hook. Mm -hmm. But De Hook is internationally regarded. They're award-winning. And if you really want to see the level of hospitality that South Africa is capable of, De Hook is the place to go to. Mm -hmm. The first time I went, I thought it was a bit rustic and biggie best for my liking. The second time that we went, they just they've just built a new wing. Or they built a wing when we went the previous time. Mm -hmm. But even it's, though it's been going for a couple of years, it still looks brand new. It's got luxurious bathroom finishes. It's mm -hmm. got the linen and the bedding. That to me is always very important. Mm -hmm. You literally melt into that bed. It's like a giant overstuffed marshmallow. You can almost feel it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to go back to Dill Hook. And also their food is exquisite. They've got... oh. They've had so many great chefs. They've got phenomenal chefs. But mm. in terms of cuisine, you get the best of everything. It's organic. It is locally sourced as well. Presentation is beautiful. Mm -hmm. They've got fixed menus, but you can actually decide, like, for example, if the starters, they'll have a seafood, a meat, and a vegetarian option for the starters, mains, desserts. Mm -hmm. So you can actually pick and choose what works for you. The only thing I'd say about the hook that I'm not mad about is... And I've often meant to tell them this, and now they're going to find out through 702. 
But instead of doing a food and wine pairing, which I think would lend itself very well to the hook, is they should have trained waiters or sommeliers who can recommend appropriate food and wine pairings. When we, whenever we've been there, you literally get lumped with a bottle of wine because mm. we drink bottles, not glasses. Of course. You get lumped with a bottle of wine that carries you through all your courses. So I do think, and I think it's a good suggestion for the mm. hook to bear in mind, add a food and wine pairing because their food is truly exquisite. What happens in Swellendam? I'd like to hear about <clears throat> that more often. I'll, it seems a bit premium there, Dohuk. Is that what we can expect at Swellendam as well? There is, a, you know, you've actually just asked me and I'm trying to find my notes here very quickly. But later on, mm-hmm. I have been invited by the Swellendam Winter School to go and spend three days and two nights there. And I'm going to be running a competition that we're going to be be putting on the blog where mm-hmm. 2702 listeners can actually join me. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Swellendam and the accommodation, food and entertainment, everything comes to a total of 20,000 Rand for two people. Wow. I'm going to be sharing all the details shortly. Part of the reason why they're doing this is they obviously want to promote Swellendam as a travel destination. Mm-hmm. It's also a foodie destination. But a couple of the things that we've got on the itinerary, and I'll be sharing the itinerary on my blog mm-hmm. later and, on this afternoon. And of course, the, the blog, they can check your website. Beautiful website, optimized, amazing. www.jorzystyle.joburg not Joburg. Very Joburg. Mm. It's funny, I just said we've got a traveling Johannesburg and now I want to take people to Swellendam, but it still fits in with my it, philosophy. I think it still fits into the narrative. Yeah, it's like we want to support local. But on the itinerary is a light lunch at Lily's Restaurant, then meeting the Swellendam Winter School team, then going through a couple of courses, and this is what I just love. Mm. The courses, it's not just like park off in Swellendam for three days, bored out of your mind, wondering mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. until your next meal arrives. But a couple of the courses that are included is the Art of Aging, where they're going to be talking about current medical and nutritional approaches to aging. Mm-hmm. And I heard this wonderful quote the other day, it's not anti-aging, it's aging healthily. So Love it. Because the minute you're born, you start to age. So we can't reverse time, but we can make the most of Mm. our health. If you want to learn how to make jams, chutneys, preserves, they're going to be having a workshop at the Wilderbram Berry Estate. They've got a botanical art journey looking at graphite and water. If you want to learn how to make bread, they've got, I love this name, Mm. Song of Wheat, a rustic country bread baking experience. Clay Explorations, also making traditional South African food. Mm. Of course, lacquer courses, that workshop. Fabric printing and then also clay and pottery explorations. So I think it's going to be a really incredible, it's not a weekend, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm. It's going to be an incredible opportunity to travel, Mm. to experience a more rustic side Mm. of life. But the hotels are five-star hotels. All the meals are taken care of, the drinks are taken care of, plus it's this cultural exchange in terms of learning something new. So we're going to have a competition going to Swellendam with the Swellendam Winter School. Can we get some dates on that? Because I don't want to have anyone left out. When does the competition begin? How do The competition enter? is going to start today. I just haven't blogged it yet. The competition right. is going to start. So let's today is it's Thursday. Friday. <laughs> yeah, today's Friday already. Yes. <laughs> today's Friday. It's going to be up by lunchtime. And the dates for the 
travel is the 26th, the 27th, the 28th. The only thing I must say is travel is not included. So... Although the prize is worth 20,000 rand, you'll be responsible for your own travel. Mm -hmm. And if I can do a quick shout out, Mm -hmm. if there are any airlines that want to partner with us who will actually fly our winners down to Cape Town, I would be so grateful. Mm -hmm. It's a stunning prize that the Swellendam Winter School have given us, worth 20,000 rand. But I also think I don't want to put listeners out of pocket work. Yeah, you won a 20,000 rand prize, but Mm -hmm. you're going to have to spend 3,000 rand to get there. It's very kind of you, Ed. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so selfless like that. Right. (laughs) And uh, of course, uh, we have some discussions about uh, home affairs closing earlier than advertised. Were you trying to get somewhere? Were you having plans that were quashed by um, the inefficiencies of home affairs? You know, you hear that quite a lot. You summed that up perfectly. You know, a while ago when I changed, I had to renew my ID. I had a nightmarish experience trying to get it from home affairs. Um, It was just lost and then they couldn't get my name right and blah, 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 blah. So we go... Sorry, can I just ask, what time did you get there? Because that's... Oh, that is very important. <laughs> I went, I think, around about two o'clock in the afternoon. Ooh, bad idea. Um, actually, no, it was very good. Really? I'll tell you, if anybody wants to renew their ID or their passport, do it online. Go to the Home Affairs website, whatever that is. Google <coughs> it. Um, update all your details. Within mm. 24 hours, I had an SMS and email that my paperwork had been, was that. in the process of being processed. A week later, I got an SMS that my passport was ready for collection. And a few days later, I got an SMS that my ID was ready for collection. And I also had to change my name because I got married Mm -hmm. nine years ago. It's taken me nine years to update my wedding certificate. So I was very impressed with Home Affairs that they've Mm. moved online. You can get all those things done because it saves you a lot of time. Mm. All I had to do was go in and pay Mm -hmm. and also do my fingerprints. And they even take photographs. Mm. And their photographs are better than the photographs that I got at a mall that I'd gone to. So much for assumptions. Yes. Mm. Um, Really changed the way I view the Department Mm. of Home Mm. Affairs. Mm. However, yesterday I went to go and collect my passport and my ID document. I looked it up on the website and it says the Department of Home Affairs closes at four o'clock. I got there at half past three. They would not let me in through the gates and people were already streaming out of the building, Mm. staff I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And... The doors were locked. Anyhow, I just decided this is unacceptable Mm. and I wasn't going to tolerate it. It was a very belligerent security guard, Mm. but he's very short. He's half the size I am. So I thought, forget this. I walked straight through. He kept screaming and shouting after me to stop. Mm. I thought, no. I said, I'm going to go speak to a supervisor. Found a supervisor. All the doors are locked, by the way, so you can't get Mm. in. The Department of Home Affairs in Randburg, the supervisor's door was locked. They had obviously left the building. Mm. And then I actually asked a couple of employees. I mm. said, like, what's happening here? You close at four. Yeah. And I heard so many stories. Oh, no, they closed the doors at half past three because they've got to process queues. And I said, but you're not processing queues. Mm. There are no queues. There are no people. Um, you're leaving. You're yeah. leaving half an hour early. Mm. Oh, no, they've got to sign on the entrance. I said, but I went to your website and there were a couple of other people there as well. Mm. And obviously they realized or they thought I was causing a scene. Mm-hmm. So they asked me like, what excuse did I hear? And I asked them as well. And they said, no, they were just told they've got to come back. And I think a lot of people have got to take time wow. off work. You do have to take time off work if you're going to deal with the Department of Home Affairs. Mm. This is a taxpayer driven department. Mm. And it, 
just for once, I would like to find a civil servant that is actually civil. There's no reason for them to leave early. All what they should do is they should update their website and say, or when they send their SMSs, mm. which is a great service. I mean, give them credit where credit is due. Yes. Getting that SMS is great, but then they could also say, hey, please get there before it's three. really just the small things that actually affect it because I always talk about how important you are for tourism industry and I think you're a great advocate for Johannesburg and Gauteng in general and then you get to the other funnel where the practical side kinds of reality sets in and you realize hey we say that traveling is, is a huge part of our GDP but are we looking after instruments like home affairs which seem like just uh, a function to certain people and even an impediment to their lives yes on the one side, I was super impressed with the Department of Home Affairs, but on the other side, something like this is inexcusable and mm. it's avoidable. Or they could just update their website. Mm. But I just thought the amount of time that is lost and wasted. And when I was looking at a couple of the other people, and I don't want to sound patronizing, mm -hmm. but let's just say I don't think that they were very sophisticated mm -hmm. or educated. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have the wherewithal to actually go and find a supervisor. That's what I was about to say. Only Ed could have barged through <laughs> security guards because... Yeah, Smack that security guard out the way and go and demand an explanation. But mm -hmm. afterwards, these people were asking me... Um, what happened? Why did you go through? We don't question things. And, and what I've noticed when I was in America is that Americans are not scared to complain. Whereas South Africans are much more reserved where we should be standing up for our rights. And we talk about these things. And even on air, we might not express the kind of courage that we and, and express the kind of frustration that, hey, this is actually not OK. When they tell us leave at half three and it's four o'clock, sometimes you're like, oh, I can't believe this. But we don't actually action those frustrations. But we don't want to focus too much on the negative. Of course, if you if you just joined us, you're joining us on the tail end of a very insightful discussion with Edward Chamberlain Bell. And we've discussed Aurelia's and Fairlawn's high tea dining, uh, healthier eating at Jackson's Real Food Supplements, and even um, traveling in uh, the Hook and Swellendam. And then there's also the Pheasant Hill competition. Am I saying it correctly? Yes, Pheasant Hill. We still have that competition running. Mm. If 702 listeners want to go and spend a night with me at Pheasant Hill, we're going to have a five-course dinner and spend the night there. They get their own rooms. That competition is running for a good couple of weeks. All people have to do is go into the blog, mm -hmm. josiestyle.joburg, and share it. It's so just, far, just a gift that keeps on giving, hey? <laughs> it is. And the reason why I'm doing this, I mean, I'm good friends, not, not good, good friends, but I'm... Mm -hmm. Facebook friends with the owners at Pheasant Hill. And I've spent two nights there previously mm -hmm. and I've always been impressed by their hospitality. Mm -hmm. Nothing is too much for them. Oh, wow. And I remember when I was chatting to them, I said, I really want to do something to help promote them. I know they're very well known as a wedding destination. Mm -hmm. So if you want to book a wedding, book well in advance. But it is a great travel destination. It's a great dining destination to go to as well. And Although we said we're going to do some sort of collaboration, I mean, I'm very big in finding, you, I don't like to do things that are literal. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the penny just dropped. And I was looking at them and I was chatting to their chef, Malcolm Burrows. Mm -hmm. And he was saying they do so much to promote themselves as a wedding destination. And they've seen that return where they're booked six months in advance. But it is more than a wedding destination. It's great for businesses, great for conferences, great just to get away, mm -hmm. great just for having fun and it is less than an hour's drive and then this penny just dropped and I thought why don't we do 
a travel jersey style. We'll take two listeners with us. Mm-hmm. We'll spend the night there. We'll have great food. And it amazes me how you can travel less than an hour of, out of Johannesburg to a country destination mm. and it just boost your energy. You come back feeling like you've been on a holiday. I liked what you mentioned about not being bored because, you know, we, funnily enough, when you are, when you are saturated with complexity and all of these intricacies and the hustle and bustle, sometimes the mundane is really refreshing, but people tend to take too much advantage and the gaps are too much. What I liked is that what you mentioned about uh, Swellendam is that you don't just get plonked in the middle of nowhere because not everyone has that kind of... Um, finding themselves and centering, you get bored very yes. easily. So what is the balance between that mundanity with all due respect and um, nature and just getting in touch with it without getting superficial or bored? Do they manage to to marry those two in, in terms of the activities and the long gaps in between um, just uh, maybe just staring at the sky? I think hotels in general put a lot on the table, sounds like a bad pun, food Mm -hmm. pun, but I think hotels in general do a lot to actually create activities that you can participate in. It is, the onus is on the guests actually say, we intend to spend our entire weekend in the bedroom watching TV Mm. or doing something naughty, (laughs) or they can say, what options are there? I know, for example, at the hook, you can go hot air ballooning but you've got to ask for it Um, at Pheasant Hill as well there are a lot of activities Mm -hmm. around the area so if you and this is also part this is also a hotel's job Mm. and maybe Pheasant Hill doesn't have a concierge service but call them and actually tell them this is a holiday it's a wedding it's a business trip how important is that Ed because you know an organization may say that we've got this that that," and then like I don't want that how important is it to engage and pre-plan before going somewhere and you don't get that because it could be as easy as putting a don't disturb sign in your door or it could be as complicated as hey where's my balloon experience yes i think and actually a big part of planning a holiday trip is actually researching what is on offer what is available you know very often we look at the prices we look for the cheapest rooms of the and best. we assume because we've paid a lot everything will be looked after exactly we we expect mm. get there it's like i've got to pay for the spa i've got to pay for and often sometimes hotels will give you Bed and breakfast, but lunch and dinner is extra. Drinks at the bar, extra. Or if you want... Hidden costs. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think, and you don't have to be formal about it, but just say, hey, this is what we're coming for. What can you recommend? What can Fair we enough. do? You don't want people who are too, guess, too bossy and dictatorial. And my personal experience, because very often when I travel, it is a media trip or mm. it's a media experience. And sometimes the owners throw too much at me. They want me, oh, okay. and obviously they want me to experience the canoe rides and the mountain biking and the mm. picnics. And I think, you know what, all I really want to do is be left alone. Or ask me, what would you like to do? Mountain biking is not one of them, but I would like to go for a canoe and read a book. Mm. So it really depends, and it's your holiday. Mm-hmm. So you decide what you want to do. But I also think there's nothing, it depends what you want, mm-hmm. but I think there's nothing worse than traveling to a different location and not experiencing the food, the people, mm. and whatever they have to offer while you're out there. Talking about that, let's talk. There's a hashtag culture. You're going to give us a bit more idea about what is happening with the Red Line Awards. What are they? Who's entering? What should we know? Is, are, is there anything specific that we should look after? Where do they originate from? And of course, just to end off, I'd like to know about the Johannesburg Cape, uh, Cap Cliff. 
Seek and Champagne Festival in 2019. Whew, have you seen those outfits? We have. <laughs> we have got to cover the. I think so. The the bubbly festival. I I'm just going to so. call it the bubbly festival. I like that name more. Maybe you should look at an alternative name. It's purely because I can't find my page <laughs> here with just, a with a proper name. I've always loved that um, idea of um, just mingling. It it doesn't for me. I just dressing up and being in a fun place, eating food and having fun with people. There's a balance in between the event and just. Um, maybe superficiality and elitism, but I love the Johannesburg Cape Classic brand. What can you tell us about it? What is your feeling about it? What is your opinion about uh, the event itself? Okay, the full name is the Johannesburg Cap Classique and Champagne Festival, and it's going to be at the Ananda Polo Club mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday, the 13th and 14th of April. Now, I know champagne, you can only call a champagne product champagne if it comes from the champagne area in France. But South Africa has some very good MCCs, Matoda Cap Classiques, often made in the same tradition as champagne, mm. but obviously it's got to be called a different name. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are going to smack me for saying this, but they can smack me twice for all I care. Mm-hmm. I have had some very good French champagnes and I'm not complaining. They were divine. Right. But I've also had some brilliant South African MCCs that I think rival mm. the French champagnes. And especially when you look at the price points, you mm. can have mm. a French champagne that costs you 700 rand. And it tastes bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or you could have a very good South African MCC that mm. costs you 70 to 100 rand. And... I would rather go and buy seven bottles of the South African MCC versus the one bottle of the French champagne. It's purely prestige versus quality, you know, versus content, let me say, rather, not undermining the quality of French champagne. (laughs) And also, a lot of times I find people will buy Mm -hmm. particular champagnes because you can recognize the logo across the restaurant. Look at me. I've got the most expensive bottle. Look at me. And... What I often find as well, but I always, I always remember this one particular table I was watching. They were drinking a very exclusive French champagne. Mm. Four of them shared a bottle. When they left, their glasses still had, their glasses weren't empty. Their glasses still had a good mouthful, and the bottle still had a good edge. A gimmick. And I remember saying to my husband, I said, "Maybe we're just born alcoholics. If we finish <laughs> everything." I mean, you're paying for it, you may as well drink. No, it's a complete power move, whatever you want to call it. It's really silly, but it's one of those, we don't really want to drink it, but we want to show you we can afford it. We can afford it. And I also found, I know for the longest time, there was a certain champagne brand, French, well, obviously a French champagne mm-hmm, brand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I was associated with. We just happened to go to, we went to Sun City, and they asked us to do as much as possible in a certain period of time. And I just told them, I said, like, and here again, Sun City didn't have an itinerary for oh. us. They left it open. And I was asking their content manager, I said, what do you expect us to do? Mm-hmm. And he said, Ed, do whatever you want. He said, you've got an open budget, spend as much as what you can. He said, for all I care, have a bottle of champagne in the bath. So Lovely. I joked with him. Sounds I, great. It was fabulous. <laughs> I'm not lying. So I asked him, I said, are we talking a cheap and nasty bottle of bubbly? And I won't mention a name. Mm-hmm. Or are we talking I something? I think we have an idea. Or are we talking something special? He said, Ed, do whatever you want. So 
I had a bottle of Mouet. We filled up the bath with bubbles. I took all the shampoo and conditions I could find, made it really over the top. But that one picture of me drinking Mouet in the bath, mm. the next couple of times I went to different hotels and restaurants, it was always Mouet because Josie mm. Sal only drinks Mouet. As I, as I mentioned, he is a digital marketer. <laughs> Ed, I'm so sorry. We're just running out of time. Do you think it would be possible to summarize the Red Lion Awards in two minutes and finish off? Or? Do not. I'm going to... I'm going to summarize it like this. The Red Line Awards are a celebration, the South African International Film Festival, which is running at the Market oh Theatre from March the 10th up and from March the 1st until the 10th. Mm-hmm. I've got all the details on Jersey style. People can buy tickets, but most importantly, you can also buy tickets to go and support the South African movies. And that's what I really want people to do. And if there's one movie I recommend everybody go and see – that is So the Winter to My Skin. It was mm. made last year. It's a racially charged and it's a relatively violent yeah. 1950s period movie set in rural South Africa. And it won an award at the SAFTAs. It won multiple awards. And it stars a very good friend of mine, Ezra Mabangeza. He and myself went to school together. Oh, wow. So I'm sorry, Ezra, I've tried to punch your movie, <laughs> but that is the best. Let's, I could. No, let's do it next week. I think we should um, talk about the Red Line Awards. Can we put that on if you're available and you're not whisked away somewhere? We can do that with pleasure. And just one final thing that I need to shout out for sure. the... What is it called? The Johannesburg Cap Classic and Champagne Festival. We have got two... Tickets to give away to 702 listeners. The tickets are worth 380 rand a person and includes a take-home bubbly glass, old and 10 tasting coupons. All those details will be on the blog later in this afternoon and all people have to do is share. So if you love bubbly and the good life, Josie style. That is Edward Chamberlain, ladies and gentlemen. So privileged to have him as usual. Our influencer, digital marketer and everything that you need if you wanted to advertise or Know the nooks and crannies and new things about Johannesburg. You can also find him at josystyle.joburg. Thank you so much, Ed. Have a great weekend further.